and we're live. There you go. Believe it or not, we're pulling together a live episode. It's a whole new thing. It's a whole new world. Yes, on and Sunday. We are all here together. We're in this together. There's many things happening, not just in technology, but on the internet. And you need to know about it, whether it's a Sunday or another day. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. And we have lots to talk about. Now, one thing I want to mention, since we are uh, uh, freshly here, as far as live is concerned, people that want to leave Super Chats, because I know somebody will, uh, fear not that I won't see it. What we're going to do is push it to the end of the show. So there'll be like, I guess, a mini Q&A at the end of the show if, if anybody chooses to leave a Super Chat. But you don't have to. I, we yeah, don't no pressure guys we don't need we don't yeah you don't have to put a super chat it's fine yeah but if you do we'll get to it at the end of the show anyway lots to talk about today and we're gonna kick it off with some apple news as we usually do and this one is uh, was a bit of a concern for people around the the ipad pro and the new iPad Pro, the 12.9-inch iPad Pro, because that iPad Pro is a little bit ever so slightly fatter than the previous version. Just the tiniest you don't fraction. Say. And, and the reason being is because of the new display technology. So they got, you know, they got the fancy display in the 12.9. This, by the way, does not affect the 11-inch. So they're goofing around with LEDs, as you know. And they're trying to improve the display, but there's been this fatness consequence and then people start to stress out because Apple said that the previous generation keyboard case, they call it the magic keyboard, was not going to work with the new iPad Pro. People said, I just spent whatever I spent, I don't know, 300 bucks or whatever it was for the magic keyboard. And I got to get another one of those too. I'm showing 449 in Canada. It's probably 349 in the U.S., on the keyboard case for the 12.9. So people are sitting there saying, so if I get the new 12.9 inch iPad, then I got to get the new keyboard as well. That was like kind of the line after the event. So it's going to be a big expenditure. You're going to be two G's into this thing Mm -hmm. by the time it's said and done. You may have been hoping you're going to. Anyway, we have new news here that there were a few articles written on it and it was your usual planned obsolescence conversation. It was your usual, There, here we go again, as far as Apple's concerned. Here we go. Here we go, don't you know. But it turns out, Apple's, I guess they're, they're, they're trying to uh, alleviate some of your stress by saying, oh, you know what? We know these products aren't out there yet, but mm-hmm. you can still use it. You know? You can still use your old keyboard case. You can use your magic. It's still magic. But? Yeah, there's a but. But you might not have the best fit or experience. You might have an imperfect fit. And this is very un-Apple. I don't know. Or at least eh, feels like they could just have gotten away with just saying it's not compatible. Mm. (laughs) You know what? Pay up. Pay up. Yeah. But they're saying, no, you can use it. Here's the thing. Since it is ever so slightly fatter, they're especially warning people, and this is so specific, around... Screen protectors. They're saying, especially if you intend on putting a screen protector on the already so slightly fatter iPad 12.9 inch, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to close perfectly. So here's the issue. 
the tolerances are so tight on there that when you go to close it is when you're going to encounter your issue with mm -hmm. a slightly fat. It's not, it was never going to be an issue when it was just slapped on because the other dimensions were identical. Mm -hmm. If you just had the keyboard on a desk or something like this. But Apple has actually updated its, its support document here. Here, let, let me just say, what they, this is what they say. The first generation, first generation Magic Keyboard will be functionally compatible. Listen to these words. Functionally compatible with mm -hmm. the updated iPad Pro, but due to slightly thicker dimensions of the new 12.9-inch model, it's 0.5 millimeters thicker, by the way, 0.5 millimeters. Apple warns that it's possible that the Magic Keyboard may not precisely fit when closed, especially when screen protectors are applied. You following all this, Will? Yes. So I don't know if this is going to deter anyone. I don't know. It's, it's going to put people in a weird position that own the previous version. Because I feel like you're an Apple customer. You're spending this kind of dough. You're like, you want the precise fit. Same time, you might want to get away with whatever works. You might not want to spend the extra. So it's hard to. Yeah. It just puts you in a weird position. Like it works. It kind of works. I'm glad that they said this, though, because people were quite concerned. Mm -hmm. And is information that's useful, even if it's not the information that we want to hear. Now the question becomes, how good is, how great is this new display going to be? Mm -hmm. Because is it going to be worth this extra fatness and this potentially new accessory for the new display? I think it will be. But they're going to make a compatible version. They already did. So now you got two magic keyboards that are like 0.5 millimeter different tolerances. Oh. It's pretty wild. And it's the same price too. Same price, yeah. Okay. It's so hard to keep. Even you, you, you look at the description. What you need: an iPad Air fourth generation, iPad Pro twelve point nine third, fourth or fifth generation, an iPad Pro eleven inch first second. Like to keep the to keep it all together mm. as a customer. But uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's uncharacteristic. It feels uncharacteristic. I could be wrong. Maybe they've done this before, but they're basically telling telling you a product sort of works. Yes, but not really, but not fully. Today's sponsor, new sponsor, American Giant. And I got to tell you, Will, I can't wait to get my hands on this stuff. You're pumped up. We got a, a care package is on its way. And what we're looking at is like a higher quality, uh, uh, basic type of clothing, which you know is my go-to type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was, I was, when I found out about this, I said, oh, where's the package? You said to me, well, it's not here yet. But it's on the way. Yeah. And so I'm looking around. I'm reading about this company. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to upgrade a couple of these hoodies. Uh-huh. Mine as well. Might as well. Uh, the CEO of the company, CEO and founder of American Giant, grew up with a sweatshirt from the 1950s that his father gave him. Today, it's still in his closet, and it looks better than ever. Nice. So there's a guy right there that likes to hang on to a good quality piece. Mm -hmm. As you do. And uh, what they're trying to do here is give that to, that experience to more people, put more quality into it, I guess. They obsessed over every detail of this hoodie, so you'll be obsessed with it too. They even brought in a former Apple industrial designer to help during the design process. You, John, didn't, you didn't know that. Johnny Ives? Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe, okay. Maybe it was. <laughs> um, here's what's cool about this. Listen, 
built from custom-developed heavyweight cotton fleece made from locally grown cotton. From raw cotton to cutting and sewing, every hoodie works its way through a compact supply chain. This is what you like to know about, Will. Mm. Compact supply chain. not flying all over the world 27 times. Right. Compact supply chain. In the Carolinas, it ends with its final manufacturing in Middlesex, North Carolina. Reinforced elbow patches to protect against wear. Now, you know... If you ever wear a hoodie, that's where it gets you. Mm-hmm. Right on the elbow, especially with a darker color hoodie. You might have a black hoodie. starts to show, you know, the fibers on the elbows. Mm-hmm. Put those elbows down. Durable double-lined hood and metal hardware built for a lifetime, they say. Side panels provide more mobility and a slim body-skimming fit. That's, I know you're about this type of thing. The slim fit? I know you're about this type yeah. of thing, Well, You guys show off all those gains. I have many. No, I don't. 100% American made from cotton to the zippers. You can get 15% off your first order right now. AmericanGiant.com. Uh, and use the code Lou later. It's American-Giant.com. Don't forget the dash. I'll put the link in the description as well. It might be easier for you, but American-Giant.com. Use promo code LUELATER for 15% off your first order. Don't forget the dash or click the link in the description here. 15% off. Cool. Can't wait to get my hands on this stuff. Uh, how about this, Will? Delta is going to give its flight attendants 5G-equipped iPhone 12s. Wow. Looks like you need to go into a new line of work, Will. Each and every one. Go in there and get yourself an iPhone 12. I have to become a flight attendant? That's right. That's the only way you're gonna, it's going to happen for you. Not around here. Not around these parts. All right. I guess I'll start studying. <laughs> Man, that'd be a tough job. I don't know. I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. People are tense. People time. are tense on the airplanes, and you got to like, kind of stay calm. And it, yeah. It's tight, and you're the bags and... Mm-hmm. The circulation no, a tough, of the thing, job. and... and, and <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to the flight attendants. For sure. Anyway, uh, Delta wants to upgrade the flight attendants, and they also they signed some sort of deal where they got to say nice things about Apple and AT&T as well. I don't know who, I don't know how this relationship works, but they're going to upgrade uh, to iPhone 12s for all those individuals. It's a new collaboration, Apple, AT&T, intended to make the jobs of flight attendants easier and pave the way for a more meaningful customer interaction. Mm. You know what they say they're going to use? They say we're going to use augmented reality to empower flight attendants. Go ahead, Will. Huh? Why? How? There you go. You see, that's what Willie does there for, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Bring it to the forefront. Uh, because, listen to this. How about during the food process, while currently paper-based, flight attendants will have up-to-the-minute digital catering inventory and will be able to quickly locate items without opening a single door. By using the iPhone camera and augmented reality to visualize where items are stowed. Oh. So you hold up the phone and like, oh yeah, the pretzels are over there. There they are. <laughs> Come on, um, you like that, Will, no? I would like to see a screenshot. Yeah, you don't of, you like, don't picture this. You don't picture it working, do you? I mean, um, it's an interesting idea. Skeptical Will is back. I know there's a lot of snacks. Um, 
Well, you remember you remember when we need we to organize and figure out where they are. You remember I would imagine so. When we have Vin on the show, and yeah. he said when he's on a flight, everything's getting eaten. He does not turn down a single snack option when he's on the flight. Even the wrapping paper. And and I saw some comments in there that were saying the same thing. They're like, look, when I'm on a flight, I'm eating everything. Mm-hmm. You would I, try it out too, right? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like you're. It's not even really about eating. It's more that you're trapped in here and you got and you're so bored. The eating helps break it up. Like, oh, look at that. That's a. I used to fly with Air Canada a lot. Yeah. God, I feel like a thousand years ago flying around places. Mm-hmm. I just bought a van. You you just bought a van. Yeah, I just bought a van. Oh, okay. We were I'm, talking about that. Well, because Canada, you, the you know how beautiful this country over here. I wouldn't know. I don't have a van to travel. I've only seen a few pictures. This country over here. You know how beautiful that thing is? That thing over there? It's over there. God, man. When I was a kid, I went on some road trips, man. You know? Yeah. Family. And and maybe, you know how it goes with these type of things where you have a situation take place, which is catastrophic. The situation we just been through for the last couple years. And I look at my kids and they got the sports canceled and everything like this. Sometimes you can look at these things and flip them upside down and say, well, where this, where this went that way, it could mean maybe opportunity this other way. Like, mm-hmm. I think it made me kind of reevaluate certain things. Right. It kind of made me look at it a little different, like so caught up in one direction. Like, I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's other factors too, but I got this. Uh, renewed or new appreciation for nature, Hmm. especially just the, just the local nature. My time, I don't have to, Yeah, you know, Uh I don't have to go halfway across. I mean, just what's right in front of you, Hmm. just stand in front of it. And you know, yes, I hear you. So anyway, nature is beautiful. So anyway, I'm not on these flights with Air Canada, so I'm not eating everything. But I remember they used to, I got a van instead. That's why I'm going to do some local stuff. But but I used to get this hot cookie they would give you. Oh. On an Air Canada flight, they would come with the hot cookie later on during a flight. I think other, other. Uh, what, what kind of cookie? Well, it would be a chocolate. It would be. A, my interest. It would be a chocolate chip, you know. Something along those lines. Okay. I think they would might give it to you with ice cream as well sometimes, and it would be privacy policy cookie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be later, and it will be later in a flight. Okay. Uh, after a meal or something, and there it is. Yeah, on the left. That's exactly right. You get a small little ice cream, and you would get a warmed up chocolate cookie over there. Oh, that's nice. And this would be it's a good one when you're trapped in the thing and you're up there. It's comforting. And somebody comes with that. Yeah. Imagine turning that down. No, you can't. What you trying to do? You have to scarf it up. What you trying to do? Yeah. I mean, maybe you're allergic or something, but like, what? That's why it's tough. It actually is kind of tough. The nutrition when you travel is kind of tough. Because mm. you're in a different state of mind. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
They're so, getting iPhones. Delta Delta, Delta yeah. flight attendants are getting uh, iPhones. They're going to be happier, better, augmented reality, everything. They're going to know where cookies are. There you go. Check out this phone. It's the Huawei P50, or it's a render of it. And Willie do. I want you to scroll down and then just react. Just give, it that, give us that strong react that we're here for from Willie Do. Go ahead. One big one. Go ahead. Wow. Oh. Go ahead. Um, it looks like it has a case on it. Is that the case? Or is that the like a regular back? It is the case that it oh, has okay. a case on it. Ah. That is the case. Uh, or is the naked version? Hey, man. <laughs> Easy. We're live. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, because, it's, you know, the case manufacturers, sometimes they uh, send oh, the stuff okay. out before yeah. they should or whatever. Then, So that just so that's just so happens to be what this particular leak is. Sure. But the, the main part of the phone, the important part of the phone that you need to look at is the camera unit, which is about a, well, she's a big one. Yes. I'm not too bothered by this. Um, the bigger, the better, I would say. Um, but it would, it would have to be like, not too thick. You know what I mean? Like the size of it is fine. It's just, it can't be too thick. <laughs> so I have to give Will the oh, mic. Man. Will the mic for too long you, and he's going, who knows where we're you going. You gotta, you gotta rein it in sometimes, you know? You give Will a mic for too long. Um. I hear you, Will. What you're Okay, good. I'm glad. I hear you, and I hear it's you the right just, way. Uh, yeah, you're saying that the the like obvious the, dimension here is the scale across the flat back, yes. but the one that actually matters, or an equally significant one, is the height of the device. How much wobble you're going to get from this enormous hump? Yeah, which we've seen a variety of of different uh, so is that implementations. Is that it right here? Well, it's I don't know if it's official. It's a render. They're oh. claiming it's a leak, but yeah, I mean, the, the perception at this point is that it's going to look something like that. Yeah, it's not bad. Cool. That's that's a strong react on you. Well, because this is uh, when is it out of control? What if it's twice that size? I don't mind it. If it follows the whole back, if the camera quality is good, why but, not? But at this point, you're for sure putting fingerprints. Like, where are you holding? Um, think about it in landscape. You're watching a video. Right. Your mitts are all over those cameras. Yeah. You can't even I, I avoid them at this point. I get that. Um, you get all those little warnings. Please wipe your camera. Sure. Um, anyway, it's it looks... It's not too bad. No, you're right. I, I think it actually... I kind of like the two-circle the two look and then packing multiple cameras into what looks like one camera yeah. unit. Uh, what, you're, what you're seeing here, at least in this render, who, who even knows... What's real and not? I mean, it's a render, right? Uh, you have three of the sensors along with a laser focus module. That's what's up top there, housed in the top circle. And a single periscope lens in the second circle. Those obviously are, are, are much larger. There's even a Leica logo and an LED flash inside the oversized pill-shaped camera housing. So, you know, they've had the partnership with Leica in the past. Um, so this is a camera, the bottom one, the periscope style camera. So it's oh, the, like see. with the with the mirror in yeah, it, yeah. and that's going to be for your uh, far zooming, oh. your your spy zooming, or I don't know what you're up to. Yeah, 
some sort of periscope thing. When you're looking across the road, like when you just have the, you put the curtain like this much. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a peeping Tom? <laughs> hey, man, I never Jeez. said that. I never said that. Yeah. Maybe you were trying to pick up the wildlife. Yeah. You were trying not to spook the wildlife. Okay. We were yeah, talking about nature before. Yeah. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Jeez. The way you insinuated it. What's the matter with you? Anyway, yeah. So the smartphone cameras, are, they're obviously out of control, but people seem to love it. People seem to love the cameras getting out of control. Did you hear about this beef? Roku YouTube beef. The last beef you ever imagined. It's, uh, it's, yeah. There's no Conor McGregor. There's no Paul, brother. There's no... Uh, they should get into the ring. There's no John Jones. There's no... It's yeah. just Roku and YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, they each send one executive, and that's how... Never mind the lawyers. It would be a lot less expensive. In fact, they could make money. Yeah. Opposed to going to the lawyers. and Actually, I don't even think lawyers are involved at this point. It's just a good old-fashioned dispute. Mm. Good old-fashioned. Uh I'll give you a rough idea what's going on. I don't know. Roku, first of all, is way more popular than you think it is. And it's about time. Yeah. We were surprised. Looking at the website at one point, it's oh, robust. Yeah. Like, it does a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out the website. Hold on. <laughs> what do you really do up to today? <laughs> I just remember, like... We were like, holy crap, this is a uh, this is really cool. Roku. Right? Robust. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, what did you get mean, up it, to it, today, Will? It does a lot what of stuff. you got up That's to today, man? We were really surprised. Yes. That's all I'm saying. No, I think what it was is I was looking at the market share for streaming boxes and just how oh, yeah. successful Roku has been. Mm-hmm. You can go on the bestseller lists on Amazon and such. I mean, they offer a pretty comprehensive product for a ridiculous price, like what yes. thirty five dollars or like forty bucks or whatever. Yeah. Like, what was that? Express four K. So that's a four K streaming device that I believe was just shown for thirty five bucks. I mean, that's ridiculous. Go to models up top there, Will. <laughs> Find your Roku TV. I mean, they don't make it easy for you, but. Oh, they want to sell you a whole TV at this point. It's a whole thing. No, no, no. I just want to see the streaming devices. Oh, there you streaming go. Yeah. Players. Yeah. So 4K is 50 bucks by the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah. HD is 35 bucks, but still it's, you compare this to something like an Apple TV and it's just way more. I mean, you can get the entire sound bar for Apple TV money. Yeah. It's and then baked you in. upgrade your whole sound to go with it and you have 4K and HDR. Anyway. It's well-established. We don't need to tell people how well Roku does and how many people uh, gravitate towards it. But apparently, they got into this disagreement with you. They have two separate situations with YouTube. So there's YouTube the app, which is just like what you watch, what everybody watches. You boot up the YouTube app, let's say on Android. It's the same across Android, Mm -hmm. wherever you happen to be. Then you have the YouTube TV, which is like a cable subscription which has TV channels on it. Now, Roku and Google had two separate agreements. There was something to do with how Roku interacted with YouTube TV and then a separate set of rules around how 
Roku interacted with the YouTube app. Google doesn't want anything fancy happening with the YouTube app. They have rules around it. You want to have a YouTube app on there? Mm -hmm. Here's what you got to do. Some of those things include like, you can't have a universal search when you're inside the app. Mm. It's supposed to be the voice goes straight into Google or YouTube. And I feel like this exists even on Apple TV, if I'm correct. I'm trying to think of the way that it operates. Uh, anyway, they have restrictions. It kind of has to be unadulterated. It has to be the way Google intended. Hmm. Now, that agreement is not up. I believe at one point Roku essentially agreed to it and said, okay, fine. But this other agreement expired with YouTube TV. And Roku said, we're not going to even re-up a deal. We're going to cut off YouTube TV because we don't like the other agreement. We want to renegotiate what's going on with that because these are anti-competitive uh, anti-competitive behaviors. Practices. Be yeah, yeah, practices, behaviors. Roku alleges that Google is seeking anti-competitive terms. Google's demanding that if, a, this is according to Roku, if a Roku user has the regular YouTube app open, the platform cannot display search results from third-party services. So if you have the YouTube app open and you search for something and it doesn't happen to be on YouTube, but it is on Netflix, YouTube says that's a no-no. You see where I'm going here? Mm -hmm. Roku says that's anti-competitive. This is our whole platform. We want the user to have the ability to see where that content lives right. if it doesn't happen to be on YouTube. Yeah. Or if it is on YouTube, maybe it is somewhere else and they have a subscription somewhere else and they don't want to rent it or pay mm -hmm. for it or whatever. Now, Google responds saying, uh, uh, where is it over here? YouTube said its offer to Roku was simple and still stands. Renew the YouTube TV deal under the existing reasonable terms. According to YouTube, Roku requested exceptions that would break the YouTube experience and limit our ability to update YouTube in order to fix issues or add new features. For example, by not supporting open source video codecs, users wouldn't be able to watch YouTube in 4K HDR or 8K, even if their Roku device was capable of supporting it. YouTube also reiterated its denial of Roku's Allegation that Google or YouTube made any request to access Roku user data. That's another thing they said. Also, they said Google wants user data. You know, these big dogs, and I'm not considering Roku to be a big dog, even though depending where what you're comparing to, they are a big dog. Next to Google, they ain't no big dog. Hmm. Epic, Apple, you're seeing this stuff play out where the slightly less huge companies are saying the ultra-huge company yeah. is, is elbowing me out the way. Mm-hmm. They're making it about themselves. And of course, Roku as a company, they want to differentiate themselves. Mm -hmm. They want to say, they want people to be walking around the street saying, I like my Roku device because it lets me search any platform. Yes. Well, so it's a tough spot to find yourself. So they're keep, as of right now, if you were a YouTube TV subscriber, if you decide to pay the $65 a month for that and your way that you thought you were going to watch on your TV was your Roku, you can't do it. Now, now, hmm. anyone who has the app already installed gets to keep it. It's not going to be deleted, but you can't re-download it. So don't delete uh, it. If you're a Roku person and you rely on YouTube TV, don't delete the app because it's out the store. You can't get it. And anyone new who purchased one of these under the expectation that they might utilize YouTube TV features, they're in limbo now too. But I think these two can get it together and figure it out. All you got to do is set up the boxing match on Triller, one executive each. They can pick any executive they want, as long as they're in the same weight class. 
I would pay many dollars for it. You, really? Yeah. You stream it on Roku or something? Yeah, sure. It's a robust. I thought it was a trailer. Anyway. <laughs> YouTube begins testing time-linked comments on videos. I'm a big... I love this. Are you, are you familiar with the time-linked comments? Like the SoundCloud-style comments? Yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I uh oh like it. I uh -oh. think it's a good idea. Maybe some other sites have it as well. Uh, for me, my first interaction with it in a big way was SoundCloud. So I'm just saying SoundCloud-style comments. Mm -hmm. Essentially, the way this works, if you've never seen it before, you have comments that are essentially streaming alongside the playhead on the video that are relevant to a particular moment in the video. Mm -hmm. And what this allows you to do is to interact with comments without necessarily having the spoilers that you would have if you just scroll down to the comment section and see the whole thing yeah. after the fact. See it in action here. Yeah, so here, here you go. These are time-based comments on There's SoundCloud. Unbox therapy. Still. Yeah, of course. I mean, because we, we use the IMAX tracks all the time, you know. You can play it. Yeah, go ahead, play it, Will. Go ahead, play it. Feed, feed some of it through. Now, these, look at these time-based comments, because of the fact that we're listening to music here. Oh, see you, see you. People are, are reflecting on some part of the beat that comes in at a different point. They're also seeing a lot of Unbox Therapy stuff because we use this music. But it's cool. You can imagine in a video, like, whoa, whatever, you know, that's alongside the moment when something happens, make it feel really dynamic. Mm -hmm. Now, this is, everybody doesn't have this yet. It's uh, like a lot of these features, it rolls out a little bit at a time. Some people get it, they play around with it. And it's going to be in the comment section where you can toggle between, like, you know how you have right now uh, most recent versus most popular right. type of comments? Imagine you also had live there mm. or time i don't know what they're going to call it what are they going to call it timed comments time beta is what it's called right now mm. if you are currently in the beta and you're on the youtube app you can tap the comment sort button and if you're in this uh, test beta you will see the time beta option showing up there and you can experience it for yourself i don't have this option yet but it seems like a pretty cool feature i think a lot of people might like that i think they should roll with it does Google Assistant pronounce your name correctly, Will? Hmm. I've actually, I don't think it's ever pronounced my name. When would it do that? Haven't you seen the movie Her before? Have you? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think so. Well, you guys are supposed to have a relationship. It's supposed to be a <laughs> and the assistant. It's a two way street, Will. Well, you get what you give, Will. I you gotta put some effort into this relationship. What am I supposed to do? Well, for one, virtual flowers. For one, you're supposed to say each other's names every so often. What's her name? Google. Google, Google assistant. Oh, just hey, just Google hey. Oh, see, I know I did it the other way around so that people don't have to get yeah. mad at me. Hey, Google. So. <laughs> I apologize. Sorry. Yeah, uh, a lot of times, assistant will not say your name phonetically. 
or it will attempt to say it might not be right. Right. It might yeah. not come out, and that can be offensive to people. It's like sure, this, yeah. when you go to Starbucks and they, yeah. if they put the wrong name, like uh, Kirk is always flipping out if they ever put, like Mo was calling him Kurt for a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like Bad that time. one. You like that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny because it's. Mo was calling Kirk Kurt for a year and a half. Yeah. And there's still tension because of it. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what people got as far as their sensitivities are concerned. Yeah, there's beef every day. Yeah, you just don't know. And so I'll go to the Starbucks, and I actually don't go inside the Starbucks nearly as much, obviously. It's a lot of drive through these days. But in the olden days, they put the name on the cup, what's your name? But now I got, everybody's got the app, and they know. But sure. They, anyway, with Assistant, you can fix it if it's been saying your name wrong. If oh. you if you got one of these names, you can actually record yourself saying your own name and then assistant will nail it based on your pronunciation. Oh. You like that? With their voice. Its voice. Its voice. Sure. <laughs> Pronouns. Easy there. Yeah. So you can, there's a little video clip at the bottom that shows the difference. It's actually pretty cool because normally it's just reading it. And it can sound very unnatural. Go to the video clip at the bottom. It's like a 28-second video clip. There you go. And you can see... Oh, you still got IMAX playing. You got a soundtrack oh. going, Willie, do. Sorry. Yeah, play this here. Look at the... So the name... Here. Lemuel Secarist. You heard that? Lemuel Secarist. Lemuel Secarist. Lemuel See the difference? Wow. See the difference? That's impressive. Hey, Google. Call Lemuel Seacrest. Calling Lemuel Seacrest. Main. You like that? Yeah. Same. Good on them. Can say names. Yeah. So the, a, the AI, the assistant, listens to, has the word, then listens to your pronunciation and is that little amount, that little difference yeah. in nuance is significant. Now our relationship is way deeper. That's because right. of that. So you ever seen the movie Her? <laughs> okay, Elon Musk is gonna go on Saturday Night Live. Right. And for some people it's a stress stressful. I don't I You mean the people that's on the show? I don't know. I don't know. I just read the headlines, man. Okay. And then I try. <sighs> SNL cast won't be forced to appear with controversial host Elon Musk. Well, yeah, they're not. They're, of course, they're not going to be forced to appear. Yeah. Who's going to force somebody to... I guess because there's a job component. What job? What are you talking about? Your, I guess in SNL's case, your job is to entertain. Go on. As like a cast member. Right. And part of that is doing your job, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? What happened was it got announced that Elon Musk was going to co-host the thing. Yeah. Host. I don't even know his co-host. I just heard Miley Cyrus got involved and she took heat for being affiliated with him. Mm. 
He's a controversial, a controversial person. Okay, fine. Sure. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. And when it got announced, you had some cast members that were like, not not really outwardly stating, "I'm I'm about to bail on this," but kind of implying that they weren't super into it. Right. I can give you a couple examples. Are you ready here? Musk tweeted, let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. Because he's about to go on and get to the bottom of it for, uh, the, for the regular internet people. And then a cast member, Bowen Yang, wrote, what the F does this even mean underneath? Mm. So that doesn't sound very welcoming mm -hmm. to your new host. <laughs> I'm guessing he's a comedian as well. Yeah, I, I, so it I mean, could be a joke. I mean, also it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just having fun with. But it. You, even if it's a joke, we got this headline now out yeah. of it. <laughs> this headline out of it, that which like, is like a negative connotation, implying that no one's going to show up. Yeah. But also, what is what is Elon saying in that? Let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. Like that does actually sound like he himself, and he's trying to say a joke. But it does sound like he himself is coming in there with some level of hostility. Like, let's see what they're, you know, really about. Sure, yeah. Like, imagine someone was going to come on this show and they were like, let's see how, let's see how cool Willie Do really is. <sighs> Investigative journalism? Yeah, you would be, you might be, you might I'd be. I'd be like, hey, man. Give me a chant. Yeah. But who knows? Because everything's a joke. Like you just said, who knows how it was meant? Uh, someone else said, the only CEO I want to do a sketch with is Sher Sherry Oteri. I guess that's uh, another SNL alum. Yeah. Uh, somebody else says, somebody else from the cast posted, reposted a tweet from Bernie Sanders that called it moral obscenity that the 50 wealthiest people in America today own more wealth than the bottom half of our people. So that's like a comment on how rich he is or what he represents and uh, anyway so apparently they can choose whether to show up or not to the to the thing and i guess you know look everybody's gonna do what gotta do what they feel they gotta do yeah but i just wish that and i've said this before well said it before it was, sometimes it's cool and unexpected when individuals representing much different viewpoints, ideologies, perspective, you know, when those individuals get around each other, instead of shutting it down before any dialogue can take place or any common ground could be met. Mm hmm just on the basis of a perception of what a thing or a person represents. I wish there was more of a free flow there as opposed to the expectation. Because half the thing is people assuming if I go do this, if I'm involved with this, then it means I'm this. Like yes. all the oversimplifications of it where it's like so many things in life are just not quite that black and white. Now, there are situations. You try to bring on somebody who's like a 
for sure criminal, for sure done evil things, for sure hurt people directly. Like as a society, we kind of figured out those what those extremes look like. Mm -hmm. But then in the middle of that, there's so much gradient in there. Yes. That you're, you you just wish that that the dialogue itself could take place, that uh -huh. the exposure itself could take place to potentially create some bridges out there. Yeah. Do you think that they should have some sort of fireside chat beforehand? Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this is coming up. I don't know what's going to happen. I presume the vast majority are going to do it. Yeah. I really feel that a lot of this has to do with individuals' perception, what happens after the fact. Because Miley Cyrus said, oh, I'm going to go do it with him. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden her fans were, not you, my God. Like her own fans start hitting back. And I'm sure if you're on uh, SNL, you're also considering the fact that like, wait a sec, what is the perception of me sure, going to be yeah. having all these laughs with this particular guy? I just think it's, we got a lot of rules, man. Mm. We got a lot of rules in places where it's hard, in places where it's hard to put rules. Yes. Do you think that uh, this would be a better situation if you just kind of ignore it, everyone ignores it? Kind of like ignorance is bliss? Ignore how? Ignore like the drama or like this kind of assumption of like all these tabloid articles i wouldn't say this one but just like news kind of before the thing actually happening well if you're on you mean for the audience or for the cast members for the audience yeah for the audience i mean like is this too much like inside baseball whereas if it just kind of the episode came out and it's like oh okay that that just happened Instead of prejudging it. Well, it's this type of thing where it's like in order for anybody to be near you, you have to be completely on the same page. That's yeah. that's the part of it. Because because the the, the there's going to be people, people who avoid anything that happens in this show just because of wanting to have this distance, no matter what was said. Yeah. Like you can create such a wall in the first place that like, there's you're limiting the opportunity to to truly analyze whatever it is that's going to happen right to even give yourself the opportunity to have a fresh enough perspective to yeah. you're bringing so much in mm -hmm. we're all we all do i do we all For do sure, yeah. we all do yeah yeah and uh but the the reason it matters like this is because if there's enough of an impact on the cast prior it will actually change the output for sure yeah and so therefore what the it changed my opinion on this. And what the fans end up watching or whatever it is that does or doesn't take place is going to depend on who chooses to show up based on the preceding articles that may or may not impact their decision. Mm -hmm. So it does matter, but uh, like I said, I just... Uh, it kind of, I don't know. You're just looking for a reprieve. You know, you look and take a breath every so often that not everything has to have, uh, I don't know. A lot of weight to it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You're screwing up. You're always, you're screwing up. You open your mouth, you screwed up. Yeah. You're with that guy now? You talk to that guy, you're dead. Yeah. 
You're dead to me. It's a it's a lot of pre stuff I, in front of everything, man. I hear you. Will I mean, you will you watch it? I, I'm hoping that like uh, clips come out or something because I don't even know how do you even watch Saturday Night Live. I don't even how do you even. Uh, where that's do a good you question. Where you do stream you, it, right? On NBC or something? Do you? I don't know. I hope they upload it to YouTube, or at least some of it, and yeah. then, then I'll... Uh, You'll take a gander? Oh, I'll, I'll definitely. Absolutely. All right. You know? Yeah. I'll take a shot at it. See how they manage it. Now, speaking of Tesla, we had uh, Ram TRX spotted at Tesla's Fremont factory. Mm. Ram TRX, for those who are unaware, is like the most powerful pickup truck in the world right now. And the word is that Tesla is benchmarking their upcoming Cybertruck against the TRX because when they come out with one of these vehicles, you know, big thing is for them to come out and say, look, it's beating everything. It's faster than everything. It's towing. It's more powerful than it. It's got more interior space. It's got, you know, yeah. So we got to be able to say all that. And so this is a decent target for right now, at least until the next Raptor comes out. This is what your target would be if you want to say you were the king of all pickup trucks. Mm -hmm. It'd be a good place to start. This is a 750 horsepower. Oh, 702 horsepower, my bad. 2021 Ram 1500 TRX V8, 6.2 liter. Now, this thing, uh, this thing drinks a little bit of gasoline. Mm. I'll tell you what. And that provides even more incentive. If they say we can beat that on performance and we drink zero gasoline, that's going to be an even bigger thing right. to say. But it's going to be, I'm curious, because it's obviously going to be the most, it's going to be the heaviest vehicle that Tesla has made. It's going to have to have an enormous battery in there to move all that around quickly. And they made some claims already about performance. Mm. So, Good sign here is, is it, it appears that we're, if we're at this kind of benchmarking stage, then maybe we're getting closer. Maybe we're seven, eight months away from a Cybertruck. Uh, he's been rolling around with a Cybertruck over there in Texas. So we'll see how it goes. Mm. If they can uh, defeat the current champ, the TRX. Yeah. You got a couple of pictures in, in Tesla HQ. It's amazing, by the way, flying drones over the, just like people, people will just head out there to Fremont, fly the drone, see what's going on. You got a new, you got a news article. Mm -hmm. There was a TRX out there. There you go. It's cool. Oh, here's another one for the Cybertruck. Once it comes out, speaking of myself getting a van, how about this crazy Cybertruck mod that puts a little tiny camper in the bed, lives in the bed of the Cybertruck, huge solar panels up top. Now, I'm looking at this saying, okay, that's in concept. Fan, that's cool, in concept. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think they're actually taking people's money for it right now because it looks, I mean, it's just a cartoon at the moment. Not only are they taking people people's money, they took, they've already taken in $50 million in future revenue. Now, yes. now granted, oh. it's $5,000 deposit, so they'll have to, once they bill for the whole thing, it would be, 50 million, but 50 million is 50 million. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a quote. We believe the enthusiasm is a direct result of people envisioning how this new adventure vehicle can improve their lives. People are telling us of many new uses for both 
Wilderness, and Urban Adventures. They're calling it the Cyberlander, and they say you'll use it two to three times more than traditional RVs because it's so easy to take with you. Wow. It actually pops up. There's a video with an animation that will show you how it works. It has a bedroom, kitchen, bathroom. Where is it? It's embedded. Is it? Yeah, it's embedded in the page. It's not. Yeah, it is. You gotta is scroll, scroll down. Oh, it's all the way down? Oh, okay. No, further. There you go. Okay, so, the, so the cover comes up off the back, reveals huge solar panels, steps come out, and then the thing is like telescoping, and it raises up smart tint electromagnetic like this is the dream situation the way they proposed it mm. it's got a shower and a kitchen and a sink and some chairs that i guess turn into a bed induction cooktop a compressor fridge that's what you want in these things nice big windows and it's all looks modular it's very modular transform very transformative very modular People oh. are just so hype about Tesla and Cybertruck that they, they're like, never mind, I'm ordering it. That's it. Right. I live there now. That's where I live. In my site, what do they call it? Cyberlander? Mm -hmm. Instead of Overlander? I think Moe's going to pick this up, probably. Take that one out in the wilderness there. Anyway, they got, they they may very well bill $50 million worth of revenue when it, if they're like, Here's my problem with buying something like this. You look forward to it and you can just tell it's so far away. Mm -hmm. Like, because of how... Well, the Cybertruck has to be released first. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly that. But also just as much as I like the animation, I understand the hard work that goes into it. It just looks not even... I mean, there's no demo of an actual thing. Right. So, and the fact that the way it shoots up electronically, like, I, I don't know, I just have questions. Yeah, the mm -hmm. logic side of you. <laughs> how, 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 how dare that side yeah. yeah no i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt if they put it together it looks like a cool thing so good luck to the cyberlander folks you can still keep pre-ordering if you want one you can right on. head over to their website all right this is the last one on tesla uh there was a third party company that was was selling this product to overcome the self-driving rules when you have the autonomous driving turn on on a tesla it's the thing that requires your hands to be present every so often so that they know you're alive and well and it's not autopilot left alone to his own devices mm. so this company was selling this, this uh product that was like a kind of a counterweight that would sit like a cheat device it would sit on the steering wheel and they said oh for those long trips so you don't have to keep touch anyway you, you know tesla's not going to enjoy something like this especially they had the bad press which was like Oh, there was some crash and no one was in the driver's seat. And then Tesla's disputing saying, oh, there was someone. In. Yeah. You know how that goes. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, this uh, third party company was uh, selling a det this detachable weight to emulate a human hand. Clipped right on there. The description of project uh, the product said, take advantage of Tesla's driver monitoring features, which include having a hand on the steering wheel at all times to show that the driver is ready to take over. Uh with this exploit. Obviously, this has drawn tremendous criticism, this type of hack. They were selling for a hundred bucks. But little update to the story. 
the manufacturer of the device has removed it from its online store and said it will destroy all units of the autopilot counterweight. Hmm. So somebody hit them up. They caught an email or two and possibly a phone call and maybe even a hand-delivered letter. Yeah. And they said, oh, God. The scariest. What are we doing right now? Yeah. We better back out this one. It ain't worth it. But certainly a bad idea. You know how people are with this. Mm -hmm. People want ultimate convenience. You can't blame them. Yeah. But you can, too, because uh, obviously a device like this could, could lead to some pretty bad things. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Yep as smart as those Teslas happen to be. A little follow-up on uh, Jeff Wittick's story. He's been posting, continue to post content about his injury on the eye. And man, the deeper I go on the thing, if I click a few of these videos, the more uh, severe the whole thing seems. Mm. Severe injury, multiple surgeries, trying to get his eye back to the same location. He and lost his eye. He almost lost his eye, right? almost, I mean, he's still, I think he's still kind of saying at least where the content is at right now, like maybe the eye doesn't ever go back the way it is, like a constant reminder of what took place. It's the thing about injuries, man. It's when you're when you're young, and I was talking, Kirk will, will love to talk to you about this stuff because he got the injured knee. I just found out my uh, meniscus is torn on my left knee. Mm. Just a little ultrasound, like, oh yeah. I'm like, when did I, how long, how long I had that one for? Kind of thing, but wear and tear life, you know, and I'm not trying to compare the, his is way worse what happened over here. Yes. But the older you get, the more you realize a lot of injuries, they, they heal up to a point, but you got them. They're mm -hmm. yours now. They're a part of your family. You wear it like a badge. You do, man. You do. And uh, in his case, it's a weird badge to wear because of the way it happened which we've already established, been well-established on the show. Mm -hmm. He's swinging around on the excavator. David Dobrik's driving it, being irresponsible, slams into the thing. He's spinning it way too fast. Of course, he comes back, slams the thing. He In the content, he says, if I hit over here, I'm dead. Like a couple of centimeters this way, I'm dead. Yeah. And it's been such weird content for me to watch because... You understand that he knows that his good content is going to get a lot of clicks. It's going to be hot. Sure. He knows that. He's been doing YouTube. For sure. Same time, you feel like you extract some, some, some feelings out of it, which don't have to do with that. You feel like you extract some feelings out of it, which are authentic. I'm saying that like it's a surprise having been on YouTube. But yeah. that's, those things are hard to come by sometimes. Yeah. If you've been on YouTube. And what you, what you come to is this sense of uneasiness still about the event what transpired and so forth and this really weird position you find yourself where it feels kind of impossible for the level to be set ever again in other words here's what i'm saying like between a relationship when a relationship goes so far one way when 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 a relationship feels skewed to a point that there's one individual has imposed what, even if it's through in the form of a mistake, enough pain to the other individual that it's hard to find that level set again. Like, what can the other person do? Yeah. Dobrik screwed up. I'm sure he's saying he screwed up. But, like, what can he actually do? You have him in the content saying, I don't want the car. I don't want the money. What can a person really do to even that field out again and say, 
we're on a level now where, where, where we can have this relationship. Like what, they have their time. That's pretty much what they have. Mm-hmm. They have their time to be around you and, uh, and they have their emotions to work with to, to try to showcase their care. It's limited, man. Yeah. It's really limited, which, which puts that warning out there as far as putting yourself ever in these positions where you're having too much fun or you're making quick decisions and maybe not thinking about the consequences that some of these things you can't erase. Yeah. You can't hit the reset button. And one of those reminders of that is the physical body and physical damage. Mm-hmm. I mean, psychological and emotional damage, the same thing you can create. We are just talking about PTSD before we started the show. Not that either of us have it, but we were talking about it as a concept. Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm talking about the emotional scars that are there too. Sure. Is there a redeeming factor? Like I said, it's it, it's kind of up to the individual who has suffered. Yeah. And how what their willingness is to let that happen and how much time they need and whatever else. Yeah. But this is a real thing that happened. It's a real brush with death and everyone's tuning in in the millions mm-hmm. to see what it's about. And it's, it's, uh, it's difficult and uncomfortable actually mm. to watch at, at points because of how real it happens to be and because of the permanent or potentially permanent mm-hmm. consequences there. So uh, anyway, I hope, it, I hope it works out and I hope they find a way. And uh, I know it's popular right now to jump on the train of, of, of you know, like screw that guy as far as David Dobrik's concerned, but I made mis- I made a lot of mistakes in my life too. I yeah. never made this mistake. Like I never hurt somebody to that extent, yeah. but, and, 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 and they're all younger than I am. Yeah. Dobrik's what, 24. I'm not, I'm not. And by the way, I'm not making an excuse. I'm not making an excuse because of it, but I am saying that like, you want to try to give people opportunities wherever possible. And then I know it's between them too. Mm-hmm. more than it's about anybody on the peripheral. Mm-hmm. It's between them and there's a lot of stuff you're not going to see in video that they would have to do to come to uh, find some common ground Yeah, and like deal with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird, man. Just think for a second, I got you on an excavator. You think you're going for like a, to get a nice photo and I swing you around till you bash your face off the thing and then you and I come back here tomorrow and we're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And your three uh, surgeries deep and your eye doesn't work properly. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, record. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yeah, that will be really tough. It's weird. On the real, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And the internet and everything else is uh, on top of all that. Mm-hmm. It's just weird even if it wasn't. Even if you just hurt your friend like that. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... You saw the stuff with uh, with Joe Rogan. You saw the stuff he made the comments about vaccines and then took a bunch of heat. It was number one trending on Twitter. And I said to you at that moment, he's going to come and clarify. He's going to come with the disclaimer. I told you it was only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. So the original comments were, hey, if you're a healthy 20-year-old individual, otherwise healthy, and you got nothing to worry about, then you're not going to get a COVID vaccine or not that you're not going to, I don't see why you need it. Or I don't, 
think you had to be compelled. I'm not saying the exact words, but that was the sentiment. Uh -huh. And people, as you would expect, the clip went out, then Twitter went bananas and uh, started yelling at Spotify and just your usual sequence of events. Cancel. I mean, I don't think you can cancel them. <laughs> this, well, they can say it. At this point, yeah, yeah. but... It's interesting. You can't you can only cancel a person if you can convince the people who actually do follow them to agree with your canceling. Sure, yeah. Then you can. But if the people that are following the individual don't feel like canceling, well, then you're not in a position to cancel. Like you have to have some sort of a influence over the actual fans. You can't be completely on the outside and impact their relationship and the evidence of that is him. The evidence of that is whatever story or article happens to come up. Now, when I listened to it, I myself thought, oh, he's just missing the one disclaimer. He's missing a disclaimer in this conversation. But then I said to you and Jack that were over here, I said, man, when you put so many words down, it's like an armchair quarterback situation. It's like a Super Bowl situation where, where somebody's saying, give me the ball. I could have made that pass or I would have made that catch. Mm -hmm. It is just when you look at it in, in hindsight. What's that noise? Well, I kind of like that right now. Is that oh. coming from me or you? Uh, I feel like it's coming from you, but I don't know where. Ask your doctor about oh, it's coming from me. <laughs> it was Stellara. I was getting some sort of an ad on this. Wow. But you know, it did kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I don't mind that. <laughs> Yeah, we got in heavy. It was very... Uh... Anyway, 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 anyway. He comes out and he does the disclaimer that you want. But I can speak from a little bit of an experience, a small percentage next to him, that you come out here and talk and talk and talk and talk. It is only a matter of time. Bef so many words. So many micro decisions. Willie Do will tell you about it live too <laughs> willie do will tell you about it man it's an ex stuff. it's an exercise you know yeah it's 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 like every anything in life that you uh any kind of performance that's on display and all the little nuance and all the little moments and anyway i'm not this has nothing to do with me uh, agreeing or disagreeing with the original sentiment and the fact that he put out the disclaimer and explanation goes to show you that even for himself, I mean, he came out and said, I don't even agree with myself half the time. Not maybe mm -hmm. not half the time, but a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. the, uh, um, the exercise of talking and communicating and speaking about ideas and discussing people's concerns and things like this is a necessary one and it's a healthy one. And even when it has to come full circle and you got to, and, and this type of stuff comes out and you have to go back and make a disclaimer and say that you weren't, you didn't necessarily phrase things perfectly. You don't, I don't want to end the whole thing because of any one slip on a particular yes. topic. What, what, what you want to do is encourage the continual flow of ideas and information. That's my, my, not everybody's going to agree with it. Mm-hmm. Some some people just have a different point of view on that. But I like the ideas to be out there, even if they're ideas I don't agree with. I like them to be out there so then they can be refuted by the individuals who are in a better position to refute them. 
but it can all be transparent and out in the open. Mm -hmm. That person said that. When you when it's a slap on the wrist every single time, then you don't know you might be missing a ton of information about how what people are actually thinking. And that to me is terrifying. Yeah. The, the idea that everybody is biting their tongue or not everybody, but it, but even a large percentage of people. We need all we need, you need we need communication. Of actual course, yeah. actual communication. You mean like not social media. Actual communication, talking. Yeah. To get to the bottom of things, even if it's uncomfortable sometimes, even if sometimes you share a particular idea that isn't the popular idea because you're considering it or thinking about it or because somebody else told you about it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got a vote. Everybody has a point of view. Those point of views should be encouraged. Develop your point of view. Talk to me about your point of view. It opens up a gateway for you to give give you my peace and you give you give me your peace. And then ultimately if it was only that easy. And then I guess emotions get involved too, right? Because we're all going to be citizens after it. We're all going to be out there after it's all said and done nodding at one another yeah. and we're either going to view each other as enemies or potential collaborators. But you got to start envisioning collaborations with people who don't perfectly align with your point of view on anything because you've had your own unique and individual experience. Mm -hmm. You can't line up on everything. Go have an re intimate relationship with someone, yeah. anyone, and recognize for this thing to work, it's about compromise. Yes. It's the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Nobody is right about everything, ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. I I fully agree. You know. It's hard to put it's hard to put it all there, but anyway. Anyway, he did the disclaimer. He said, yeah. He said, um, I shouldn't have said it like that. I don't even believe my own ideas part of the time. I'm just I'm talking and and uh and thinking out loud. And I am not a medical professional. And he he just put the disclaimer out there. Mm -hmm. That like oh, and the important part, the part that I thought of when I originally heard it, which was Hey, when, when you're talking about 20-year-olds, yeah, you're probably right. Statistically, they are not a high-risk group as far as COVID is concerned, right? Yeah, but... But the key piece that is missed is that they could be the... Because they're not a high-risk group, they could be the perfect transmitter of such a thing. Yeah. Move around a, a lot and not yeah. more likely probably to be asymptomatic. Again, I, I'll put the disclaimer right now, and it's exhausting sometimes if I had to put all the disclaimers... But I'll put the disclaimer right now. I am not a medical professional either. But based on what I've read and what I'm seeing, that appears to be the case. Yeah. That uh, the, the more mobile individuals, the more healthy individuals um, can still contract it and move it around, mm -hmm. even if they're not necessarily the ones suffering the most from it. Right. So there was this other piece. And he said the exact same thing when he came back with a disclaimer. It was like, oh, that was the other piece that I didn't say. I yes. was talking about their personal health and not the health of people around them if they happen to be a carrier. Full disclaimer, not medical professionals. This is not financial advice. I hear you. Are you a big instant pot guy? Wow, what a wild ride. We've been on a ride. Woo! I feel like we're out there. We're on the trail right now. We got the machete and we're chopping down. We're trying to find a path. We are chopping branches yeah. so they don't poke our eyes out. And it's, I'm not trying to draw a relationship to the eye injury from earlier, but sometimes 
You're locked in. Sometimes it feels that way. Yeah. That you're just trying to the be, the best path you can. There's no perfect path. Sure. It's messy. It's muddy. Foliage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can use the branches you chop down to start a fire. I bought a van. I had only a small coffee, by the way. People like to say what they say. I had a small coffee. Look at that sure, little. Buddy. Look at that little my man. I know it's got a Canadian flag on it. You big instant pot guy? Big fan. Yeah. What's the last thing you put in an instant pot? You know, the easiest thing is uh, just soup. It's so easy. You what? put like a pork shoulder in there. Mm-hmm-hmm. Put chicken stock. Celery, carrots, potatoes. Mm-hmm. Leave it for about four hours or so. My it's goodness. So My goodness. You, you, yeah. Go well, get one. I don't think they need any kind of advertisement from you because it's, I don't know. It probably is the hottest kitchen gadget. I don't know. But it yeah. seems like everybody has one of these. Uh, they got these special ones, 60 bucks each. The R2-D2 and Darth Vader collab star wars instant pot collab you didn't expect uh, that uh, okay that's cool no you uh, do you uh, oh <laughs> no 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 hate i'm not saying hate uh, but you can say if it's not for you no no i mean like it's a weird collab but i mean it's out there now. W- what does yours so, look like uh mine look mine's a regular it's just uh what color is it black and gray so it's kind of like similar to this but i think the star wars element of darth vader is just gray before right yeah so you got the boring one yes i (laughs) I do because what's exciting is on the inside all that soup you've been making exactly may the 4th is fast approaching so you know what that means deals on star wars themed merchandise uh, you can pick up the six quart instant pot with either Darth Vader or R2D2 for 60 bucks each, which is a 40, that's a 40% discount off the regular hundred dollar price. Okay. Um, and if you, if you're more into the Mandalorian, you can grab, you can grab the child little bounty instant pot from William Sonoma. It's a link. I don't know if you want to click on it. What's that one? Oh, that's the baby Yoda. Now, now does oh. this one convince you will? Oh, good. I can't even go in there. You're dead. What would a ba- baby Yoda? Would a baby Yoda do it for you? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's cute. It's nice. Out of the three Star Wars instant they pots, they should have made the fins like ears. That well, would have been really cool. Well, come on now. They're trying to sell it for fifty nine dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still a good product without it. Which of the three Star Wars do you choose if you're forced to keep one on your counter twenty four seven? Uh, I would go for the R two D two. Interesting. Make it uh, make it nice. All right. Make it light. Cool. Nice. Okay. Uh, last one of the day, unless you have something to add. Oh, no, not last one of the day, because I'm going to read some super chats at the very end. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's questions. If you left a super chat, I will get to it. If it's been saved, it, I am. this is a new thing that we're going to address some uh, audience questions. So that's interesting. Yes. So I'll get there. Okay. Like a little butterfly in here. As a moth flying. Uh, you know what that means, right? No, neither do I. Huh. This one is very near and dear to my heart. The best pizza in every state in America. Hmm. Actually, it ranks different states by their pizza caliber. If you get 
farm the 10 best pizza states you know what i mean oh like okay. the best state right. for yeah, pizza yeah. Uh, there's, it's not really very much of a surprise in here, but it, it was speaking to me because, you know, my favorite pizza spot as a kid, it closed up a while ago and I still, I go past, I shed the single tear every time. Yeah. I'm not over it yet. I mean, so much so it's ingrained in my kids. My kids know that I'm missing a particular pizza spot. So much so that I consider on a, on a semi-regular basis how I can revive it. Yeah. You talk about it many times. Like, I need to reach out. Anyway, Naples Pizza, if you know, you know. It's like 12 people that know. Not in Naples, but an actual restaurant. Named Naples Pizza. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't the fancy, fanciest pizza. It wasn't like now where the thing looks like a piece of art. Huh. It was to the point pizza, but done correctly is okay. what it was. And so yesterday, I'm out there. Where am I? I'm uh, I'm in Smithville, Ontario. Okay. Shout out Smithville. No, not Smithville. I'm in Grimsby, Ontario. I did go to Smithville, but I was in Grimsby, Ontario. All right, okay. You ever been there, by the way? Grimsby? It's a small town, little downtown thing. Yeah. I mean, it's very small. I think small. I passed it at it's one point. Very small. Yeah. Oh, you pass it if you go to Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah, you passed it. You didn't go in there. Anyway, I went in there, a little place called Noni's Pizza. Okay. So shout out them as well. I bought a large with the two boys. It was gone in a second. Mm. And they wanted more. What did you get? And I said, you know what that reminds me of? That pizza right there reminds me of Naples Pizza. And it said right on the door, 100 years of tradition. It had a picture of Noni mm. right there. And they never expected a shout out. But now they got it. Anyway, let's get back to the root of the story here. Sure. The best pizza by state. And we're going to have to scroll down quite a bit here because it's a it's a comprehensive write-up. And I understand wow, it. this little dot here. It's very... And I understand it because that's the way you got to... I mean, pizza is a whole thing in and of itself. Coming in at number one, and this is obviously going to annoy uh, individuals in New York City. But number one is New Jersey. And we have a picture here of a pizza... That wow. and by the way, this is foodandwine.com. The individual David Lancel did this article and did the testing. This pizza that we're looking at, it looks like it has almost no cheese, possibly no cheese on it. But look at how the chart, the crust is charred up with the wood burning and mm. the tomato is crushed on there. And I, I believe we have oregano, we have some sort of spice going on. Would you eat something like this, Will? Of course I would. This looks delicious. Amazing. Well done. Well, he showcases a couple of different operations, uh, pizza operations inside of uh, New Jersey, in Jersey City, which he says that's the pizza. And you know who's near there is Marquez. So he needs to hit these places up if he's a pizza guy. Yeah, if he hasn't already. Because he's over there. He's near there at least. And so he, he's got to get to the bottom of it, especially if it's number one. Coming in at number two, we have Connecticut. And it's actually kind of a similar looking slice, actually. Now, uh, this one looks to have a little more crust, and but still limit, not as much cheese. Mm. And I'll just tell you something that happens here, because sometimes I'm in different pizza moods. Yes. But I'm going to tell you something that happens here. Sometimes, if you limit the amount of cheese, you appreciate the tomato. Of course, yes. All of a sudden, the tomato just comes flying at you. 
And if the cheese is out of control, it steals the show. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the tomato can disappear. So I'm curious about the tomato approach. I think when it comes to pizza, you have one of those two approaches. They're either going to cheese you up or they're going to hit you square in the face with a tomato. That's a tomato pizza there in Connecticut. Yeah. At least the one that's being highlighted. I don't know. Does he have a couple other ones from Connecticut? If you click to the right? No, the same one. Yeah. Same one twice. Coming in at number three. Yeah, of course, you had to have NYC. And I, I don't think New York's going to be happy with third place in this guy's list. Mm. But it's well established. I've had great pizza in, in New York. New York City pizza's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a pizza city. Um, number four, things start to get different because we go to Chicago. And now it's a whole different pizza situation. They're now, known for the deep dish. Did you have that? Have yes. You? Not in Chicago, but I've tried it. Very good. Chicago style. Yes. When I was in Chicago, it's like, you know what it was? They say, they say you don't want to order large. You won't eat it. And I say, well, you can't eat the large, you know? And they're like, no, it's filling, man. It's like, it's a, like a bucket. It, exactly. It's so deep. Yeah. Coming out of there. Um, but there's a time and a place. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, in most cases, that's going to be not what I gravitate towards, the Chicago style. But there's a time and a place, man. Yes. There's a time you might need it. Shout out uh, Brad Hall, Chicago. Yeah. And here we have Michigan, which looks like an in-between almost. That looks delicious. Oh, with the crust here? That Michigan pizza looks delicious. Yeah. Anyway, it's many different takes. That's a bit of a deep dish itself. It's many different takes out there. You got California coming in and Pennsylvania and some more traditional looking slices. There's so many ways to do it. I'll never stop when it comes to pizza. I'll never stop. I feel like my... I need a whole, I might need a whole pizza channel, Will. I hate to break it to you. Okay. You're just rating pizzas? I hate to break, I hate to break it to you. Oh, okay. I might, that might be what has to happen next. Yeah. It might be a whole pizza channel because pizza has a special place in my heart. Did you have anything you want to say to the people out there before I get into the questions, Will? Um, No. I mean, thanks for uh, tuning yeah, go in. Ahead, I mean, well, there's there more. Go. There here. you go. Come on there, dude. But yeah, I mean, let us know if you guys want to do more live streams. We'll do it. Okay, there you go. All right, let's get to these uh, super chats. Shout out to everybody that sent over a super chat. That is incredible. Uh, we love doing this, and you make us love it even more. So yes. that's what you do for us. First super chat is from Cash Yap Jane. And he says, why do I never win a giveaway? And I can quickly break that one down. It's because, well, there's a lot of people that enter. Mm-hmm. However, as we increase the frequency and the volume, well, we've been doing giveaways now, it'd be like multiple numbers. Your yeah. chances go up. But just keep in mind, it's a fun little game and you can't really expect to win mm-hmm. these things uh, when you look at the volume. But you play for fun. Can we get some talk about the Galaxy Smart Tag? That's from Ryan Wilson. Okay, we'll look into it for the next episode. I know a lot of people want to talk about the Galaxy Smart Tag Bluetooth tracker because it's going head-to-head with, uh, with uh, AirTags for the Galaxy folk. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I just saw you were showing a five- to six-week ship time on that. I like the rugged kind of case on it. We will look into it for you. Shout out Ryan Wilson. Thank you. This is from Saeed, Syed. 
Love the show. My goal is to be a guest on your show one day when I get a lot of subs. All right, mm -hmm. dude. Uh, this is from Niraj. He says, have a collab with Technical Guruji or MKBHD. Actually, I have with both. Yeah. At the, but many years ago, uh, when the traveling opens back up, we can have them sit right over there. We have a chair that's designated for them as long as Mo's willing to continue Let to sit go. over there in the background. Mateo says, huge fan from Toronto. Love the show. Shout out Mateo Safino. Uh, we'll have to get some pizza sometime. This is from Adam Killin 9000. He says, Chick-fil-A. Ha ha. So we still, you got to do that taste test, Will. You're sure, the chicken yeah. sandwich guy. You got to do it. Rosie says, huge fan of the channel. Love you guys. All right. Love you back. Lance B says, when you turn over the public square to private corporations, you find out real quick how far they are from free speech slash discourse. You see, he's following along. Thank you very much for the support. And he actually has a comment as well, two super chats, one for you. He says, thank you, Will Do, for acknowledging that the Apple car is going to look like a communist taxi. Mm, you're very <laughs> welcome. <laughs> uh, Xbox Hero says, are you going to go over the iPhone 13 Pro leaks? Yes, I have something tomorrow on Unbox. Maybe it'll come out on Tuesday. Check out Unbox Therapy very soon. I have something that you haven't seen uh what else we got here this is from eddie he said eddie h he says pumping out great content every day keep up the good work one of the most chill podcasts ever you could take what you do for that another person says when is the chicken sandwich taste test that's daniel tolson and where's the willie do wild card which i agree with him on that question yeah. we'll figure it out all of those things no, 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 let's specifically answer the Willie Do Wildcard one. Soon. Maybe. Brutal. Jeez. <laughs> How did you and Will meet and start the channel? Uh, Starbucks, remember? You love to tell that story. Uh, yeah. Well, I it mean, was a simple email. Yeah, it was an yeah. email, and then, but then we chatted in a Starbucks, yeah. and Will Do was like, I'm the guy. And I was like, really? You are? And you, yeah, he was just like, yeah, it's me. And I said, all right. Yeah. Uh, Jay Johnson says Detroit style pizza love not known locally as Michigan pizza. All right. I'm coming. Uh, well, now that I got the van, when the border over opens back up easily, Detroit is close. I'm going to try it out. Right on. Detroit pizza, top of the list. Because that surprised me when I saw that. That's Jay Johnson. Thank you for the support. Hmm. Uh, here we have Omar. He says only the two, Lou and Willie. That's the way I like it. So, Mo, you're out. You're done. And then we just have another uh, super chat here from Cash Yap. One more time. Thank you so much for the support, guys. Been a blast. That's our first ever regular live show. And it was quite a wild ride. Like I said, it wasn't an easy path. But it was our path. 